Well, greetings in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Today I want to begin talking about the text. It's going to be in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1 through 5. So everyone go ahead and turn there. I'm going to be reading from the King James Version first. Let's go ahead and just turn there. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from meats which God hath created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. For every creature of God is good and nothing to be refused if it be received with thanksgiving. This is our text. I have four things that I would like to bring out of this text. Paul here is speaking to Timothy about the last days. A warning. Notice in the King James Version, it says, Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that these things will happen. This is how the Spirit speaks as a warning. In your everyday life, if you are a believer, the Spirit speaks to you. My sheep know my voice, the Bible says. The Spirit will lead you into the truth. Those that are led by the Spirit are the sons and daughters of God. God speaks every day. Are you listening? Okay, let's go back to the text. So in this text, the warning is given. Some shall depart from the faith. How does someone depart from the faith? Or from what they believe. Well the Bible says in the same text. Giving heed to seducing spirits. How is something or someone seduced? Example is. A woman can seduce a man. By dressing up real nicely. Putting on a lot of makeup. And by wearing skimpy clothes. This will get a man's attention. If he is not focused on his wife. Or on the things that are above. Once his attention is focused on the seductor, then she puts on a little show, talking nicely, trying to persuade that she is as she appears. But knowing that when someone seduces you, they have a purpose, an evil purpose, to get you to buy into or believe in the deception, to trick you or seduce you. Let's go back to the text. The last phrase says they shall depart from the faith or what they believe because of seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. What are the doctrine of devils? In the Amplified Bible, the scripture says in 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 1, but the Holy Spirit distinctly and expressly declares that in the latter times some will turn away from the faith, giving attention to deluding and seducing spirits and doctrines that demons teach. Deluding spirits. When you delude something, you water it down. Also, the demons will teach you their doctrine. If you don't renew your mind with the inspired word of God, the demons will sit down and they will teach you their doctrine. Doctrine of lies, deceit, apostasy, doubt, fear, and unbelief. 
Now, supposing that you know all the basic Christian doctrine, the death of Jesus, his burial and resurrection, that the power of sin has been broken over us, and all of our sins are forgiven, these are truth. The Bible is full of truth. But when you don't read the scripture, then a demon can speak subtle lies to seduce you. An example is, you're not forgiven, you sin today. These are lies. If you'll notice, the demon is trying to water down the truth that you have. And what you base your whole belief on, which is the word of God. Since the Bible says you have been freed from sin, in Romans chapter 6 verse 7, then it's true. But here comes the other doctrine when you are all alone. You are free from some sins, but not all. This is another false doctrine, and you must not agree with it. Once you agree with any of the demons doctrines teach, you must break that contract. You know that the Bible is the word of God if you are born again. If you have accepted any lie or any false teaching, then you must uproot these teachings. The Amplified Bible says that demons actually teach these doctrines. They have been teaching them to you. If you keep giving heed to or agreeing with these teachings, then you will not need an apostate or a real false prophet to teach these to you in the end times. You will already know them. This is the truth. If you would please turn to John chapter 8 verse 31. I'm going to be reading from the King James Version. John chapter 8, verses 31. Let's read. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If ye continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. This is the King James Version. One, if you continue in my word, the word of God. Listen to what the Amplified Bible says in verse 31 of John chapter 8. It reads, So Jesus said to those Jews who had believed in him, If you abide in my word, hold fast to my teachings, and live in accordance with him, you are truly my disciples. Wow. Jesus said, if you would just listen to my teachings, hold fast to them. Hold fast. That's something that's an ongoing thing, holding fast to them. What a powerful truth. Jesus says, if you hold fast, never let anyone talk you out of or never let go of, fight off anyone who would steal it from you. Then you are my disciples, and then you will know the truth, and it will set you free. It can only set you free if you fully agree with it. Let me tell you, if you do not continue in the word, then, it, then you will not become a disciple. You will not know the truth, and you will not be free. If you are not free, then you are bound. You are tied up. 
not being able to be free. Let me say that again. If you are not free, then you are bound. I have an illustration. Have you ever seen a rodeo? They have this event called calf roping. They have a calf. They let it loose. The cowboy gets a rope and tries to tie the calf. If you ever notice, he doesn't let the calf run for a while and then try to rope it. He does this quickly. There's a competition. There's a time limit. He ropes the calf and runs after it. Then very quickly and with force rushes in and throws the calf to the ground. He hog ties it, making the calf completely bound and unable to move around freely. What a powerful truth of how these doctrine of devils try to come in and bind us up. This is what the devil has planned for you. When you hear or read the truth of God's word, you start to get excited and run free and then... If you are not watchful, the devil will come and tell you lies using either your own thoughts or other people to cause doubt. Then at that moment, the rope is around your neck and you don't even realize it. All of a sudden, that truth is pulled from you and the devil comes in and throws you to the ground and hog ties you and you're bound. This is what the consequence is when you agree with doctrines of demons. The devil is a liar and the father of them. Okay, let's turn in our Bibles to the book of Matthew. We're going to be reading from the 13th chapter of Matthew and verse 3. So I'll turn with you. Chapter 13, verse 3. And he spake many things unto them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went forth to sow. And when he sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside. And the fowls came and devoured them up. Some fell upon stony places, where they had not much earth. And forthwith they sprung up, because they had no deepness of earth. And when the sun was up, they were scorched. And because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprung up and choked them. But others fell into good ground and brought forth fruit. Some a hundredfold, some sixtyfold, and some thirtyfold. Now, he who hath ears to hear, let him hear. Let's look back in verse 4. The fowls came in and devoured it. In verse 4. The sun came and scorched it, and it withered away, or stopped going to church. And in verse 7. The seed fell among thorns, and they sprung up and choked them. So in these verses, when the seed, which is the word of God, was spoken or it was sown, the evil one came and scorched up the seed, the fowls devoured it, and the thorns choked it. These illustrations sound pretty violent. This reminds me of the Bible scripture where it says that the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But verse 8 says, we're going to read from the King James, it says that the word of God here in verse 8 fell into good ground and brought forth fruit. Some a hundredfold, some sixtyfold, and some thirtyfold. Fruit. This is what we look for as a believer 
Let's go down to verse 18 of the same chapter. Let's go ahead and start reading in verse 18. Hear you therefore the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked one and catcheth away that which was sown in his heart. This is he which received seed by the wayside. Let's go to the Amplified and read in Matthew chapter 5 verses 30 and 31 to understand this more clearly. He not root in himself but dureth for a while. For when tribulation or persecution ariseth because of the word, by and by he is offended. He also that received seed among the thorns is he that hears the word and the care of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becomes unfruitful. But he that receives seed into the good ground is he that heareth the word and understandeth it and also beareth fruit and bringeth forth some a hundredfold, some sixty and some thirty. Let's go down to verse 18, reading from the Amplified Bible, to understand this more clearly. I'm going to start reading in verse 18. Listen to the meaning of this parable of the sower. While anyone is hearing the word of the kingdom and does not grasp and comprehend it, the evil one comes and snatches away that was sown in his heart. This is what was sown along the roadside. As for what the sown on thin rocky soil, this is he who hears the word and at once welcomes and accepts it with joy. Yet it has no real root in him, but is temporary, inconsistent, lasts but a little while. And when affliction or trouble or persecution comes on account of the word, at once he is caused to stumble. He is repelled and begins to distrust and desert him who he ought to trust and obey, and he falls away. As for what was sown among thorns, this is he who hears the word, but the cares of the world, and the pleasure and delight and glamour and deceitfulness of riches choke and suffocate the word, and it yields no fruit. As for what was sown on good soil, this is he who hears the word, and grasps and comprehends it. He indeed bear fruit, and yields in one case a hundred times as much as was sown, in another sixty times as much, in another thirty. Verse 19. Hears but does not grasp. This is something you can do with your mind, but also with your heart. Hold on to truth. The devil comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. Verse 19 says that he who didn't grasp and comprehend it, it was snatched or stolen from them. Verse 20, he accepts it, he accepts it, but in verse 21, it has no root. It is only temporary. If you have a grasp on and comprehend the truth, it will take root in you and not be only temporary. Verse 22, he hears the word, but it is choked up by the cares of this life, or by the lure of wealth. The Life Application Bible Study says, in verse 23, but if you hear the truth and understand it, it brings forth fruit, and it will set you free. 
The word gives several examples how we can hear the truth and how it can get diluted, causing us to doubt and even misunderstand the word. You must be careful of listening to a thought that may cross your mind that tries to dilute the word which has begun to grow in your heart. If you agree with these thoughts, these demonic influences, then you have let the fowls come and devour the seed that was trying to grow. They will steal it from you if you let them. We must lay hold of the thing which Christ has given to us, truth. Let us turn to Colossians chapter 2 verses 4 through 8. Let's read. I say this in order that no one may mislead and delude you by plausible and persuasive and attractive arguments and beguiling speech. For though I am away from you in body, yet I am with you in spirit, delighted at the sight of your standing shoulder to shoulder in such orderly array, and the firmness and the solid front and steadfastness of your faith in Christ that leaning on the entire human personality of him and absolute trust and confidence in his power, wisdom, and goodness. Verse 6. As you have therefore received Christ, even Jesus the Lord, so walk, regulate your lives and conduct yourselves in union with and conformity to him. Have the roots of your being firmly and deeply planted in him, fixed and founded in him, being continually built up in him, becoming increasingly more confirmed and established in the faith, just as you were taught and abounding and overflowing in it with thanksgiving. Verse 8, see to it that no one carries you off as spoil or makes you yourselves captive by his so-called philosophy and intellectualism and vain deceit, idle fancies, and plain nonsense, following human traditions, men's ideas of the material rather than the spiritual world, just crude notions following the rudimentary and elemental teachings of the universe and disregarding the teachings of Christ, the Messiah. Verse 7 says, having the roots of your being. I have a, two or three things here. One, it says firmly. Two, it says, and deeply planted in him. Three, being continually built up in him and becoming increasingly more confirmed and established in the faith. Be built up by studying the word and prayer. Look in verse 8. The Amplified Bible it says, See that no one, no one person makes you captive by his so-called philosophy. People will try to convince you of their truth. And if you have no root in the word of God, then you can be carried off as spoil. Believing any doctrine that tickles your ear. Verse 8 says at the beginning, see to it. This is a responsibility. You are to see to it, make sure of, and guard against anyone who has a belief against the, what the Bible teaches. First Timothy chapter 6, 
verse 12, it says, Fight the good fight of faith. God is calling us to fight. Let's look in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. We're going to go with the King James Version. And that is 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7. It reads, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. See, God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. We have power as sons and daughters of God. So walk in it. Let's turn to Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. We'll be reading from the King James Version. Ephesians chapter 6. You can turn with me. It's going to be in verse 10. And it reads, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Wow. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. The Amplified says in verse 10, Be empowered. Get power through your union by being united. This is the life of prayer. You have no power without drawing power from him. He will empower you. It says, draw your strength from him. That strength which is boundless. Might provides. The Lord cannot be bound. If you draw his strength, you will not be bound. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Hallelujah. Chapter 6, verse 11 through 18. I just, I want to read this. This is going to be covering the armor. Verse 11 reads, Put on the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always, with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Verse 14 says, Stand. It, this is like, hold your, hold your ground. Verse 18 says, watch, watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. Verse 18, keep alert and watch with strong purpose and perseverance. You have the armor of God, the arsenal full of weapons. Use them and be more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. Let's close this teaching out by asking ourselves a question. 
Have we bought into any lie the devil has tried to make us believe as the truth? Have we allowed the evil one to dilute the power of the word that was sent to set us free? There is a contract he wants you to sign. A contract of doubt and unbelief. Will you sign it? Or will you tear it up today? The Lord is here to set the captives free. He has come to set you free. Maybe the devil has blinded you in believing that you are not truly saved and that Jesus isn't Lord. If so, be set free. If you want to receive the Lord as your Savior and accept His truth, repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I know you died for my sins. I know that you arose from the dead. I believe that you are the Son of God. Please come into my heart and save me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Brothers, sisters, if you said this prayer a minute and you are now born again, the Lord has shown that he loves you. Let me pray for you. Father, I pray that they would have the roots of their being firmly and deeply planted in you being fixed and founded in you. Lord, that you would continually build up and have them become ever increased in you and established in their faith in you and cause them to overflow with peace and joy. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. If you just feel that you have agreed with the devil, you have agreed with these doctrines of devils and you've sat down you've heard their teachings and you didn't dispute them and you let that doubt sink in let's just pray right now father god lord we lift up all these lies all these lies that the demons have taught us to believe as truth all the delusion that has set in all the power that has been stripped away from your word because these lies that we're exchanging them for is truth. Lord, we lift up our hearts to you right now, Lord. You know that we want truth and we want to be set free. In Jesus' name, I break all power of the enemy's lies over your life. May there be a deep-rooted seed of faith that rises up and it's built up on him and all the lies that have been placed in your ear now we uproot them in Jesus name we disagree with this contract we will not sign it devil Lord right now we ask for your grace and mercy to flow over us and to be with us today as we continue in your word and become your disciples and let the truth of God set us free. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.